I want you to imagine for a moment that you are completely quarantined from everyone in the world. Probably not too hard to imagine, but picture it. You're all alone in a room, no internet access, no TV, no phone. The only form of communication you can receive is a one sentence note. Now, what would be the most important sentence you could receive? And before you respond with something like instructions on how to get out of the room, let's remember that this is a thought experiment and not actual life. So what is the most important sentence in the world to receive? Well, over the course of this video, we're going to prove to you that the most important sentence in the world is, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. <laughs> you may be rolling your eyes at how simplistic of a Sunday school answer that seems to be, but I hope you'll stick with us throughout this short video. Because here at Community Christian Anywhere, we don't just believe that this one sentence perfectly sums up what you need to know to follow Jesus, but is also the most important information to live a good and pleasing life. One way that we say it around our community is that no matter what you think about God, He can't stop thinking about you. We believe God is for you and that He only has good things in store for your life. And the kind of joyful, pleasing, and peaceful life Jesus has in store for you was not meant to be found in isolation, cut off from the rest of the world. But it is possible when we learn how to love everyone always, just as Jesus has loved us. And so throughout this video, we want to help you find all God has in store for your life and your relationship by better understanding how this idea that Jesus loves you can change everything. Hi, my name's Kelly and welcome to Community Christian Anywhere. So to kick this off, I want to get at a question you might be thinking about right now. Does it matter what I believe about Jesus? Can't I just be a good person and be kind? Isn't that really what it means to be a Christian? I mean, I can be kind and respectful and good and not really think much about Jesus, right? And I understand why you might think that because more and more people I meet think that ideas don't really matter that much. Beliefs don't matter as much as long as you're nice to people and you're a good citizen of society. If you do that, then people would point to you and say, that is a good Christian person. So the question I want to start us with is, does it really matter if I believe this Jesus stuff as long as I treat people right? Now, I know that you must assume that I think it matters, and you're right, I do think it matters. So let me tell you why I think it matters. And I believe this from firsthand experience and also from seeing it in others. More than 40 years ago, I began to explore the teachings of Jesus. More than just explore them, I began to apply them to my pretty shaky, addicted, angry life. And right from the start, I saw that as I applied the teachings of Jesus to my life, there was power in them to solve the most significant problems inside of me. By that, I mean, as I turned my life and my will over to Jesus, He could actually change my nature and my disposition. He could make me loving toward people when I only really cared about myself. I, I became 
selfless over time. And as I began to teach it, I started seeing that it worked in others' lives as well. I saw other young men and women come together and learn together and love each other and people they didn't even know and give themselves away to help other people. I've seen scores and scores of people who've had addictions get set free. I've seen broken marriages get healed. And as I started seeing and experiencing the power of Jesus in my life, and I saw it repeated in others, I become convinced that Jesus is the solution to human problems. And I don't mean somewhere in the future when we all get to heaven. I mean, Jesus has the power, if we want it to happen, to see heaven come to earth. For sure it can come in your life and in your family's life. And if enough of us work together, it could come in our church and then it could change our community and change our world. It has happened before. So here's the big idea that I'd like you to get out of this video. Jesus' message is the power to change our world and it's the power to change ourselves for the better. The question we should be asking then is, how do I tap into that power? Now, the idea I wanna to use to help you think about tapping into the power of God that I think most of us can relate to is when your phone dies and you don't have a charger with you. Or maybe you have an iPhone and you found out what most people in the world have found out that most people use Android devices and their charger won't fit your iPhone. Whatever, you get the idea that you need power and all around you are these plugs on the wall that have all the power you need, but you can't access it. Here's what I want you to get from my analogy of the cell phone charger. Accessing power is not complicated. A small child can plug something in if they've been shown how. Accessing power is not complicated, but it is precise. What I mean by that is, it's not as simple as saying, I believe in Jesus, therefore I have all the power of God in my life. And in this series, we'll be talking about the essentials of being a follower of Jesus, having his power to change your life, and then to be on an adventure with him in your life to change the world. And even though in our culture, the idea is that it doesn't matter what you believe as long as you treat people right, you need to know, Jesus said that wasn't the whole goal. There are two parts to a good and pleasing life. There's loving people always, but there's also loving God. And he said that he was the way, the truth, and the life and there was no other way to the Father except through Him. In other words, it's not complicated, but it is precise. And I know you might not like that, but the same one who taught us to love everyone always is also the one who made this very dividing line statement that He is the only way to God. So why does it really matter that we get our beliefs right about Jesus? Well, there are several reasons, but I want to look at just a few. First, it matters that we get all of this right for society as a whole. And there's a lot of research around this that you can look up, but I want to condense a lot of it down for you here. Let's begin with education. Did you know that the fact you and I and most people in our culture can read can be traced back to the people who follow Jesus? Most people in the history of our world did not know how to read. But about 380 years ago, people in their community started making laws that every child in their community had to learn to read. It was the beginning of what is now public education. And the people who started this, almost all of them in the early days were followers of Jesus. And the reason they wanted people to read was so that they could read their Bible. 
they created a law called Ye Old Deluder Satan Act. The idea is that our enemy Satan deceives people. And if people can read the Bible and come to know Jesus, the Word of God, they'll find the truth and not be deceived. And this is all historical fact. It started in Germany, then moved to England, and eventually in America. And it all began with followers of Jesus. Now, of course, others have picked up the cause of public education, but it all started with people who held the idea that Jesus was the only way to God and to a good and pleasing life. Because here's what we know. Where education grows, society improves. Eventually, you get engineers who can make better things. You get doctors who can advance healthcare. And with the growth of education came the scientific revolution, which ultimately leads to all kinds of advancements that you and I take for granted, including expanding the length of our lifespans. All this has its roots in education. And it's not just basic education. When you look at higher education, you see the same pattern of the impact of God's power through Christ. If you look at the founding of the universities that lead the world today, you will find that they all were started in the name of Jesus. Harvard University was started by Reverend John Harvard. He started it so that pastors could be well-educated. In fact, 10 out of 10 of the top universities in the world were founded by followers of Jesus. And the mission statement of the school was overtly about the mission of Jesus. People who have accessed the power of God through Jesus have impacted our world in a number of other ways that are almost so big we could miss them. One of those, believe it or not, is in women's rights. Now, I want to admit up front that the church in my lifetime has let this one stagnate, and though most churches would not exist without the support and service of women, their voices are not often heard. Here at Community Christian, we want to make a difference in that way, and we are actively trying to raise up women to change the landscape. But here's the facts of history. When the World Economic Forum, which is not a Christian organization, ranked women's rights by all the nations in the world, the 10 best countries for women are all nations that have a historic Christian foundation. And when you look at the bottom 10 countries, nations where women have no right to vote or be educated or even to drive, where women are still very often bought and sold like property, these are nations where Christianity has had little historical influence on the last few hundred years. Whether you believe in Jesus or not, if you care about the women in your life, you want them to grow up in a culture that Christians have influenced. What about healthcare? If you have a heart attack or you have surgery or you wanna to go to one of the best hospitals in the world, places like the Mayo Clinic, Cleveland Clinic, Johns Hopkins, when you look at the top 10 hospitals in our country, nine out of 10 of the founders were Christian. The 10th one is Los Angeles Cedar sinai It was founded by our Jewish brothers. But I do need to add, they were trained at the Christian universities we looked at a moment ago. And just like with these universities, I wanna be clear, these were not incidentally Christian. When you look at the founding of the Mayo Clinic, you find a Catholic nun, which if you don't know, is a woman who has devoted her life to the teachings of Jesus. She left the wealth and civilization of Europe to come and care for those on the frontier land of our country who were often very poor. She wound up living near a man named Dr. Mayo. He, like most doctors in that day, only made house calls. She said to him, we could care for more people if you would get a community of doctors to come together and I get some nuns to come be your nurses. More people could be helped. That was how the Mayo Clinic started. I can go on, but I think you see the point. People who followed Jesus and accessed God's power have had a profound impact on our world. And yes, there have been some very evil people who have claimed to be Christians. I can't deny that. But even that helps make my point of why it matters to get this right. Saying you believe in Jesus is not all that matters. It's not hard to connect the power of God through Jesus 
but it is precise. Like connecting your phone to the right charger is easy, but precise. And when we get it right, things are impacted for the good of all society. But this doesn't just matter for society as a whole, but for you and your family as well. This matters for your kids and our grandkids. This can be as personal, as real, as moms and dads who would have been divorced, who don't get divorced because they were devoted to the teachings of Jesus. And even though it's not easy, they keep working through their personal stuff and their relational stuff and the family stays on track. Or it could be moms and dads who are divorced, but they're followers of Jesus and they don't allow the division between the two of them to become a permanent mark on their kids. And it matters for your kids personally. It affects the people they become. Just recently, I was talking to some people who were attending our church and they heard me talk about marriage and the importance of it being done God's way. They weren't married in that way and they had children who were attending our church. They told me how much they loved our church and they loved my teaching, but they, one part they didn't know if they could have their children raised where they would hear something that would tell them that their parents were wrong. I said, hey, welcome to my world. My kids grew up in this church and they heard me talk about anger and they knew I was angry. And yet they still found a way to follow God and they still love me. The person said, but this feels different. And you know, there are churches that just don't teach this part of the Bible the way you taught it. I said, yeah, I know that. And there are certain parts of the book that I wish I could get rid of. And if I were writing it, I wouldn't include them but that's not my job. And all I have from God is his book. And if you teach your children to love Jesus, which you say you wanna do, one day they'll realize the only way they can know Jesus is through the book. And then they'll read it themselves and they will see that you lied to them. I'm just gonna teach the book. And it's where I hear about the God who is for me, even when I'm wrong, and who is willing to help me not continue to be wrong. This is why we have to be focused on these core fundamental truths of what it means to follow Jesus. It's why we just can't teach the parts of the Bible that we like and ignore the ones we don't. It's why we can't just say, I know Jesus says that, but let's go on with what feels right. It's why I want all of you to know the core essentials of Christianity so well that you won't be persuaded when someone says, you know, Jesus was a good man and a great teacher, but you don't need to believe that he was God. Or they say, you know, God is for us, but he doesn't require us to love everybody. My hope is when you hear that, an alarm will go off inside of you because you know that these essentials matter for our society. They matter for our kids and our grandkids, and it matters for you personally. I described earlier how I've seen the teachings of Jesus transform me from the inside out. And more and more, that's my desire for every person I meet. It's why I want to see more of you connect to the groups that sit around his teachings. It's why I love that even our smaller discipleship groups are built around learning to follow the way of Jesus and to carry out his mission. It changes us. Personally, it makes you more the person you were meant to be, a more honest, loving version. When you get on an airplane, a good pilot, they have a checklist of things that has to be done before they take off. And of course, the reason is they know it's a matter of life and death. My heart for you in this series is that you would know the checklist. I, I want you to know 
What you need to know to be sure that you don't build your life on a belief system that hasn't been inspected. Jesus ended his most famous talk, we, we call it the Sermon on the Mount, by saying, everyone's building a life on something. He says, you can build your life on me and my teachings and that foundation. It's a solid place to build your life. Or you can build your life on, well, really anything else. And it's like building your life on shifting sand. It'll leave you often feeling unsure and insecure. This series is about you knowing what your foundation is as a follower of Jesus. It won't surprise you that I have most often seen the truth of the solid foundation when people face death. We all know that no matter what you do for most of your life that separates you from everybody else, we are all united in this one thing. We're all gonna die. No matter how much power you have, our bodies are gonna wear out. The richest people the world has ever known, they all die. You may have seen the report I saw a few years ago about the corporation Alcor. It was started by some really wealthy people who knew they were facing death and they didn't believe in God and they refused to allow their death to win. So at the point that they knew there was nothing else they could do, they had their bodies flash frozen and they have a trust of millions of dollars to keep their bodies frozen as an act of faith. <laughs> that one day science will figure out how to reanimate them and heal whatever was broken in their body. When I saw that report on their plan, I felt more convinced of the wisdom of God's plan that's been with me since it was first shared in the kids' song. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. I've experienced this love of Jesus in my life. I've seen the power of God change me. I've seen him take me from being an addicted, lustful, angry person who only cared about doing what I wanted when I wanted, and I didn't care who got hurt, to being an honest, loving man. I've experienced being with faithful people who follow Jesus, who are about to die, and they greet their death with the hope that Jesus said would be possible because of his resurrection. I've watched them pass from this life to the next, and while I already believed it at the time, I've seen with my eyes that when you follow Jesus, when you allow him to transform you, you can face death, total peace, total calm. Does it matter if we believe this or not? It does. I've seen that to be true over and over again, and I hope throughout this video series, you'll see it too. I hope this video is helpful to you and that you want to discover more of what God has to offer you and your life. Attached to this video, you'll see a playlist of more content exploring what it means to live the meaningful life of love Jesus offers. Please make sure to watch one of those videos, subscribe to our channel, or follow us on Facebook so you can keep in touch with all of the great content we put out weekly. But we really hope that your interaction with us moves from just being content you consume to being a community you can be committed to because the kind of love Jesus designed us to experience and share with others can only exist in relationship. So please reach out to us through texting the number on the screen and we can help you step into relationship with others who are also engaging with our content weekly. Or visit our website, cccanywhere.com, and you'll see a lot of ways to get connected to our community here, including the card that says join our Facebook group. 
or you'll be redirected to our Facebook community, where if you click the Join Group button, you'll be able to connect with other people from around the country who are learning from Jesus what it means to love everyone always. I hope to see you there. But no matter what step you take today, I hope you leave knowing that no matter what you think about God, He can't stop thinking about you.